Kids, they're the hope of the future. You two really must have a lot of fun together. Yeah, these little rascals really make life worth living. But Ben and Flo have a problem. Are you absolutely sure there's no hope? Oh, none whatsoever. Florence, why can't we adopt? Okay, let's get a kid. Okay, you want a little baby? Well, old baby's a little. It's no problem there. Just this morning, I came upon a seven-year-old. A smartest attack. A little rambunctious. But weren't we all at that age? <laughs> oh, he does look very presentable in that little bow tie. He's evil. That's a wicked mind. Look what he did in art class. Skeletons, headless corpses. No, 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 don't. Please, please, don't hyperventilate. Either Junior goes or you find yourself some new nuns. Hey, we must have gotten the pick of the litter. Look, everyone's come out to see him off. I would like to proudly present the newest member of the Healy family, Junior. He's got the face of an angel. It's the devil. I hope you guys are insured. He's got a special way with pets. Poor fuzzball. He'll never be the same. He's got the keys to the car. <laughs> My new car! No! the child needs is to be loved. We've adopted Satan. You took him, he's yours! That's because you condescend to him! What am I supposed to do with the little creep? He's already been returned 30 times! He's mad. He's bad. He's seven. I'm gonna be eight in two weeks! Don't count on it. John Witter. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Jeff versus the World podcast, but the sideshow, bad meaning bad or bad meaning good. Today is a very special episode because I'm finally hosting and Chanel creating, and I'm here with two beloved members of the tribe. You guys want to introduce yourselves real quick? It's uh, Brandon for the Wasso Series podcast. We just did the wonderful film, Fat Beach, that you all listened to with uh, Brian Hooks. Just a classic, yep. wonderful, excellent black film. Cine- cinema. Yes. Yes, cinema. Martin Scorsese <laughs> would have liked it, and he doesn't like MCU films. Yeah. And uh, you guys know this guy. Uh, it's the Yams, man. What's up? It's Jeff. Mm, we got to <laughs> let that run it. We got to let that joke go. It's joke? Just, you mean joke? Or just Yam. think that yams come up when they don't need to come up on this show, I'm noticing. Yams are uh, always welcome. Let me see. Yams are always welcome? Okay. Yams are always welcome. Yams are absolutely going to have to come in, <laughs> come in this episode because yams is the reason why things couldn't happen um, for a certain person. Fat, fat, yeah, I mean, yams came up in Fat Beach. Yams came up on 300. I just feel like yams are just everywhere on this podcast. Uh, I'll change it up eventually. 
Oh, it's okay. No, no, I'm just saying, yeah, let's make the world go round. It is what it is. Well, anyway, I'm trying to, we'll figure out a way to work yams into this episode because <laughs> we are discussing the classic, okay, the champion of, of bad kids around the world, uh-huh. Problem Child, the 1991 film, a John Ritter vehicle, um, something near and dear to my heart. Before we get into the details, how are you guys feeling about the fact that, that I chose this movie? Me and you are in the junior high. Hi. I fuck with Junior. I actually just got done talking to Derek about this. And he was like, you know what? I'm not going to let you control me anymore. I don't care <laughs> that you like Junior. So I'm going to take your power away. And I'm like, listen, I just rewatched Problem Child again. And I like Junior even more now. Stands up. He, <laughs> Stands up. He is much more... Uh, sympathetic to me now that even rewatching it this time yep and so i i stand for junior and i haven't seen problem child 2 in a long time so i'm probably going to watch that at some point but i feel like the girl in problem child 2 is even worse than him which makes junior even better mm-hmm. absolutely jeff i'm sorry <laughs> that's okay oh. <laughs> Junior ass. No, nah, he was out of control, bro. Oh, he was out of control. Right. He was out of control. I'm sorry. And the fact of the matter is that even at the end of the movie, he was like, I don't know why you're keeping me, but I love you anyway. And I was just like, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. All right. He's very self-aware. Yes. That's the <laughs> mother problem because he knows exactly what he's doing is not a thing of they tried to play it as I'm bad because of this. No, Junior's just bad. Yeah. And he knows it. He's just bad. They wanted to add, oh, you know, people just stop loving him and they send him <laughs> away all the time. No, he just a badass. The motherfuckers came out pissing on people. Listen, Every baby pisses on people. Listen, look, as a really, really good angelic kid, I stand Junior because I never would have had the, the balls to do any anything he did. Like he stood up, he he knew his worth. Okay. Mm-hmm. He stood up for himself constantly. If somebody messed with him, he didn't ever disrespect nobody. Like he didn't say nothing crazy. He just did what he had to do. And this if somebody man. messed with somebody he fucks with, he gets it was a wrap for them too. Yeah. Wait a minute. This is my problem. The movie is called Problem Child. They had sequels. Mm -hmm. So nothing changed about this character. If anything, he got worse. No, the second one, the girl is the problem child, and she is a bad influence on Junior. No, you misremembering that movie. (laughs) You absolutely are misremembering. It was the fact of Junior felt uh, threatened by her. It was more of a thing of she was she always had one up on him and he didn't like it. They were both two badasses. Listen, there has to be room for bad kids in this world. Okay. Bad kids don't it, let me tell you something about bad kids. They grow up to not get scammed. Okay. They grow up to be able to take care of other people. Okay. They grow up to just be um to be wise okay so i'm just saying there you know we have to really think about like in the long term he's gonna grow up to be a criminal he's gonna grow up to like you know help people who get scammed by scammers he's going to grow up to be the bow tie killer junior (laughs) 
that's why he ain't gonna get scanned. He wanted to hang out with a serial killer <laughs> when he was yeah. eight years old. And by the way, we were just talking about this, but uh, and this is a, a ex uh, a complete side note, mm-hmm. but it is is it is relevant. Michael Richards might be the only white man to ever actually get canceled. <laughs> For, oh, let me tell you, it, until he was eating them pies in that gas station, I kept saying, I'm pretty sure it's Michael. And with the way he ripped through them with his teeth, I said, that's Kramer. I said, this man's been method acting. That's just who he is as a person. And he deserves to. That man had that episode where he kept saying nigga. And yeah. he showed up on Curb one season when they did the Seinfeld reunion. And I have not seen that man since. I'm trying I, to think, does he deserve redemption? Go ahead, Joe. He, he's he's the reason why I won't start Seinfeld. That's the only reason why I won't start watching this show. Oh, I know it might sound crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, I never watched it. I think every Seinfeld time has, I, mm-hmm. Every time I think about him being on, I'm just like, ew. Well, Seinfeld has so many episodes that if something stops you from, that's an investment of time, that if that stops you from watching it, oh, well, because you just saved yourself about four years of your life. Yeah, because, you know, it's just a thing of, like, all right, he was rolling like that. And who else was rolling like that in that crew? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a very, very white show. But you got to realize that whole crew is the Curb crew. So if you can watch Curb. Yeah, that's crew. the whole thing. I, I think about that, too. That's why everybody be like, well, you watch Curb, so you might as well just watch Seinfeld. But I mean, Kramer is not on there. That's why I just keep telling people. No, Kramer's not on there. That is but, I, but I also think that, yeah, it is kind of the Curb crew. But at the same time, Larry, like, by the time they did Curb, curve not curb um they it was more diverse so the problem with seinfeld is this never gets diverse there's never like a black love interest there's never like it's all it's a very white view of new york you do get jackie childs okay yes you're right you're right you're right but by the way that is so such a fucking like brain fuck with me whenever I, I watch Titans. I don't know why I watch Titans, but I watch Titans. You know why and, you watch it. It's and good. they got Jackie Child. <laughs> you want me to fight you right now? They got I Jackie Child playing Cyborg's dad, which is so fucking weird to me that that dude is playing a serious character. Listen. After seeing him on side. You, you keep watching Titans for some reason, right? For some reason. I like watch. Nightwing and DC hates him. They hate him. They hate him. They but hate no, him no, no, everything. no, no. My thing is, you keep watching, right? Yes. So it's somewhat, it's a, something entertaining about it that you keep watching. No, I you, like Nightwing. Okay. You know why I came back this season? It's because they teased me by saying they were going to have a black Tim Drake. And Nightwing is my favorite comic book character. And Tim yeah. Drake is my, one of my other, not, he's one of my other favorite characters. And then they told me he was going to be black. And I said, okay. I'll give this a second chance after you killed a person who uh, Amazon with a light pole. I'll give you a second chance. And this season made the most annoying per- Jason Todd is the most annoying person in the history. And then you know they why? fucking do what they did to Nightwing. And I was just like, if this if it wasn't one episode left, I'd have been done. But I'm sure will be back because they're gonna have a fourth season. And my thing is this: the show started off fucked <laughs> like it started off that way and it just continued only got somewhat a little better okay whatever whatever but eh, you know because i like i told you nightwing was one of my favorite characters too and it's just like he's not gonna be right till he have a movie but that's not what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about junior and you're also nice which is why i don't understand why you're about to shit on junior 
Because you're nice Listen, to so many things that deserve to be shitted on. This just means that Jeff, Jeff, did you ever have a rebellious stage in life? Absolutely. Didn't we all? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how does that not? How do that's you not, not see a rebellious? Okay. No, no, we're not going to do that. that. That's not okay. a rebellious stage. That's not a rebellious stage. That's Junior not giving the new fucks. <sighs> I, you and, only and, knew Junior for like one year of his life. So you don't know what he ended up being. Sir, sir I saw problem child one and two All wasn't right. there a third one too let's let's stay focused on the on this junior the seven-year-old junior who is this angel seven-year-old madman angel is misunderstood so 1991 film only has a 42 percent of rotten tomatoes which i was genuinely like what is wrong with y'all like this the movie itself doesn't have any plot holes okay it is shot decently like i i think that you can have issues with the movie but it's I'm going to come out and just say I don't think it's a bad movie. No, no, no. Problem Child has a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. What's 42 the is the, the audience score. Oh, thank you. It zero? has a zero. <laughs> zero. That is it. Okay. I, listen, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with <sighs> being knowing I'm right and no one so. else understands. Oh, it does not deserve a zero. It doesn't. It's, no <laughs> Even problems. I, as much as I don't particularly care for the character of Junior, I get the story. I understand what it's right. trying to say. It is no way somebody looked at that and said, oh my God. We no, we could just go give this zeros. No, right. no, no. Yeah. They were trying to, you know, somebody had a vendetta against somebody on that. This deserves group. a zero just as much as a low down dirty shame is, has a zero as well. <laughs> So, and we know that on deserve rotten, zero. That's rotten tomatoes for you. Yeah, that don't even look at them anymore, guys. We're gonna xnay them out of the rankings from now from from now on. But anyway, okay, so let's get into it. So we start with this first scene. We and Junior's gonna narrate throughout the movie. Um, he's born under a full moon and rain and thunder, and ah! we. Sorry. What. That's a super villain origin story if I've ever heard one. <laughs> for sure, one. for sure. He's, he says, nice night to be born, huh? And basically he says, apparently his birth is not considered a blessed event, which again, self-aware king. And so basically they show this montage of, or just a series of him getting dropped off at house after house after he does stuff wrong. And what I thought was a great bit was that up until he was too big, they kept carrying him in a ba- in the same basket <laughs> when he was a baby. So like, he's like five with his legs hanging out of this basket as they take him to house to house. And so the very first house, he gets dropped off at this rich lady's mansion by his mother. And he pees in the rich lady's face, which I think we already established is not his fault because he's a literal baby. Babies pee. Can you agree with that, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Come on, Jeff. I keep going on. Okay, so then, <laughs> okay, because that's the old, that's the most innocent one of these. Because then after okay, go from there, it was innocent, but it set the stage of what it was. It definitely to come. set a tone. So then the next, the maid takes him to another house. He throws a toy, breaks the window. Then he, uh, I guess, the next house he is feeding detergent to the to the cat which i'm so glad didn't kill the cat because the cat could have definitely died but it was just burping up bubbles did you Mm -hmm. he was smiling like the devil did did y'all understand his grandpa was telling y'all everything give him back that man was on a stretcher give him back 
Cat, look, cats have nine lives. That so he didn't hurt. He didn't hurt no other child. Okay, it was a cat. And then he vacuumed. And I blame the people, the parents, for that. Where y'all at? Detergent within reach of a little ass kid. Where are y'all at? That he vacuums up the fish tank. Okay, I don't think those are two offenses that should kick a kid out. But okay, then they drop him off at the trailer home, and he's playing with these little construction toys, and the dad just steps on him like an asshole. So he finds a bulldozer and crushes up, <laughs> <laughs> which extreme yes, but absolutely is. An exa- a great example of boundaries. Okay, this is how I want to be treated. So I want to let you know how that made me feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all would have got revenge. Where, where, never mind. I'm not even, I'm not even going to jump into yeah. the hoops of where a five-year-old found. No, no. I mean, and also amazing. Like, that's actually impressive. So then they take him. He's dragged. Now he's out the basket to St. Brutus, the home with the nuns. And um, we just see him wreaking havoc on the nuns. And he basically is like, you know, I'm pretty bad. I know it. Who would be dumb enough to accept me? And then we see Flo and who they call Little Ben, but it's John Ritter and is the son of Big Ben, who you already mentioned. Um, and Big Ben in- is the real villain of this movie. Oh, no, he's not. No, There's so many villains. No, Lucy is the real villain. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she is the villain. Yes. <laughs> Big Ben is next, and then then flow after that. Big Ben is not a, a villain at all. Okay. What? Now we got a Big Ben stand. You gonna tell me you gonna stand for Flo next to? <laughs> what did Big Ben do that was so bad? He's trash. He's a trash father, <laughs> and then he's that a trash. gave up. That man <laughs> gave his whole son's inheritance away, and then said, "I didn't cut you in on shit." Fuck you. Yeah, because he said, I, I hope you get some, you know, some grit to you. You ain't doing nothing. This is... you just okay. coasting. Jeff, what's... Okay, I'm not even about to get... We'll get into it later, because I can't. Um, okay, so they go to the... They're at the fertility clinic, arguing over names. And I love... See, this is why I think this is a well-written movie, because um, he, uh, I'm either going to call him John or Little Ben. But so John Ritter is like, hey, I want to name him Hank, like Hank Aaron. And then the flow letting us know she's problematic is like, let's name him Donald. I want him to be chairman of the board. And I was like, wow, it's still that time. And in America, it's pre, wow, like it's that time. Okay, great. Donald's still a fun name. Yeah, Donald was, uh, she also said Donald was powerful. Like she'll be a CEO. They were clearly talking about Donald Trump. Yeah, I'm like, oof. That time. America, we, we set ourselves up for this, fam. Um, so then they are at the fertility <laughs> this is how I know this movie is about to be out of control they go to the fertility clinic the doctor's like hey you know we are pride ourselves on 99% success rate you know we get people pregnant they're like beaming and he goes y'all are the 1% you're not pregnant you're never going to be pregnant your test came back positive they're like that's good he's like positively infertile <laughs> what that's now you tell somebody they can't have kids. So then he pulls out this diagram of a uterus to try to explain to her and all the parts are falling off. And it's <laughs> extremely unprofessional. was horrible. Yeah. But then the worst part is the way that he delivered. He said, you know what? It don't even matter on my parts. You don't have what? none of this. <laughs> he said your ovaries are missing and your, um, your uterus is brown. Your ovarian tubes are brown. I said, I would fall, I would die in that office if the doctor told me about my body in that way. But he's like, yep, oh, well, you got to get out of here. So they're obviously upset. Um, and then now we're going back and forth basically with Junior and the 
and this couple who we obviously know are eventually going to have junior um and he's at the orphanage just running amok you know taking photos of the priest in, in the potty and um really just you know giving it running the dozens on the mother superior of the nunnery like really just going in on her whenever he gets the chance uh, but they tried to feed that man mud no 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 don't do that That's prior to, to that this man was a maniac with the camera, just running in, snapping pictures of nuns. <laughs> now, that's gross, but they did literally feed cement to these children. I mean, it's going to stick to the ribs. That boy put a fork in there <laughs> and could fling the fork. OK, so then it's like clearly they're already tired of him by the time we're kind of in, we're interacting. And so he gets in trouble, as he's used to doing, and gets pulled into a room to go mop. So we can't eat now. He just has to go do manual labor, which I, I just thought was a big stream. And we find out that one of the other boys in the, uh, in the um, orphanage is getting adopted. And, and the nun is like, good boys get adopted and bad boys get something else. And I'm just like, this is dark. Like, we don't have to, like, he's just a kid, you know? I'm still babying him at this point. Mm-hmm. So he's in the whatever room in the orphanage and turns on the TV, which amazing he waits till somebody leaves him and says man fuck this and goes and sits down to watch cartoon and and let me say junior just wanted to watch cartoons i think that if junior had gotten his cartoons a lot of this would have been solved but instead the news wanted to sensationalize a serial killer yeah. and then a serial killer who absolutely wears a bow tie that you know someone like junior would find it be get, become attached to so he sees it is like wow this guy's cool as shit goes and takes a bow tie off a toy and that bow tie is on him no matter what outfit we see him in the rest of this movie and he decides that he stands as bow tie killer so then bouncing back to um again i want to call this man john ritter bouncing back to uh little ben and flo he's trying to convince her to go to to adopt and flo screams at him She says, I don't wear secondhand clothes. I won't have a secondhand <laughs> shot. <laughs> he said, why don't you look at this as going shopping? <laughs> this man had to hustle his wife. Like, he had to word hustle her into basically mm-hmm. adopting. And she just like, oh, if I have a kid, I can become one of the cool parents. Like, it's just about stature to her. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah, she's gross. I, but however... I do want to say about Flo. Flo's a baddie, okay? You never catch her with her hair and her face not beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, she looks great. She's in great shape. Like, I just think that she could, she is potentially misunderstood as well. No, she's no, terrible. she's trash. <laughs> okay. She well, is, she's terrible. Um, what's Marge Bundy? That's yes. who she is. Peggy, Peggy. Peggy Bundy, Peggy. not Marge. No, because Peggy's terrible still- Peggy Bundy. Peggy still had uh, sort of like sweetness to her. Like, you know, she was always like messing around, but you know, she always loved Al no matter what. Al was yeah. always trying to dip out the house. Yeah, no, he's saying she she's the, she's like her, but terrible. And I, yeah, and she, I, if she's if Peggy Bundy was terrible. Oh, okay. Yes. And if Al was a saint, 
So this already just doesn't work. But yeah, so uh, by the way, so they pull up to this sports store. And before I understood the dynamic, I was just laughing because this man walked into a sporting goods store with a briefcase. And I'm like, what is this thing going to do? Like, were you about to clock in and sell footballs where, you know, with paperwork? But we find out that it's his dad's huge sporting goods store. It's all Americana everywhere. Like over the speakerphone, they're just saying, we're all American, all American made. And the first line we hear from his dad in real life, is that he's selling out to the Japanese. <laughs> that's his, that's how we introduced to him. And I'm not giving you shit. That's what he he's, said. He literally says, I expected you to backstab me more. Yeah. What? I thought he was going to hustle. This man got an American flag in his office. Yeah, I yes. know what time it was him. Yeah, I know who he's going for. I, I just don't understand. Like, he's like, I dad, I just been working for you for 10 years. He's like, so and I'm just like, this is the so again, he's already villainous. Like, you can't tell me that's not villain behavior. No, that's not villain behavior. That that American flag behind there, like that is American. That's that's some villain behavior right there. He that said, man owns a sporting goods store, clearly making money. It's basically like, fuck you. And I'm selling the land too. You can't get none I'm of this. Selling the land. <laughs> yeah. You ain't getting none of this. And I love when old, old people like do that. And I'm like, bro, like how long you, you're just going to use all this up and not save none of it. Like you could save some of it for the people after you, but he's like, no, I'm about to retire with millions. Yeah, man. Listen, little Ben knew what his dad was all about. It was his dumb ass that went working for him. You tell me he ain't going to know. But he was just a sweet, kind guy. So I'm kind of already loving little Ben. I'm like, you're really, really naive, but I like you. Um, So he then we switch back to the orphanage where junior is scrubbing pots oh (laughs) i screamed i screamed and this is my one back in junior i was like what the fuck is wrong with them how do you expect for him to finish that (laughs) he has all the pots everyone ever could find in the like they found old pots from the orphanage before this orphanage put them in there <laughs> and then he has a grill brush and a spackle knife <laughs> he's just trying to get that slop off and he can't so the nun comes in she's messing with him every time like she's just after him and um he based she she knocks over the pots herself and he's like all right fucking i'm on here he disappears and then she comes looking for him he knocks up accidentally probably right knocks over a bucket of water she slips the garbage chute happens to be at the end of the hallway she flies through the garbage chute into the dumpster i say workplace accidents happen you know uh i I, i'm gonna say accidents happen too i'm i'm have a problem with that but she really went fly. I'm like, why do you have the garbage chute flying out of the third? That does not feel safe in a place where children. How do pans get that dirty to begin with? That's not one day of cooking. Dirty. <laughs> also, how is one seven year old in the kitchen by himself in the basement <laughs> toiling in a in a in a a shirt? Like they, they just was treated junior dirty. So I get it. Like you kind of have to discipline him, but they were od. So clearly, he's trying to get his get out of there. Um, oh, and then now we see that John is so nice. He like really loves kids. Obviously he's coaching a baseball team, um, for no reason. It is kind of weird for, <laughs> it's kind of weird. I think about it. And, he's, just, no, he's, it's for fun. It's like little giants. Remember little giants? Oh, yeah. 
where he started. No, no, stop. You know exactly what she's saying. I'm saying none of them other kids have dads who are free. Like, it's dads in the stand, and this fatherless man (laughs) is coaching. It's a little bit weird. But I guess maybe sporting goods, store affiliated. So he is such a nice guy that he tells the kids, whether you win or lose, we're going to get ice cream, which I would love to play for his team. And then we get introduced to Roy, who comes. And by the way, I don't know, like, only dad and Roy called Ben Little Ben. So I feel like that's kind of rude when I started to realize like they were just trying to sun him the whole time. Roy's so Roy is an asshole. Purely. He comes over bragging about having his sixth kid and showing the sonogram. <laughs> and then he's like, I got something for you. It's a little, it's some, you know, them little cigar. Well, it's actually not a candy cigar. It's a real cigar that said it's a boy. And John's like, or um, Ben is like, I'm good. He's like, now you got it. And stuffs it in his mouth. He and says, Open your mouth. Nah, open your mouth. Wait a minute, buddy. I'm what like, is he, wrong with you? Forces glizzy in his mouth. This is not okay. Yes. He, just go, he just goes with it. <laughs> the nuns are showing the... Okay, so now we have like the guy who works for the agency that adopts the kids who happens to be Gilbert Godfrey, who I miss seeing on t- popping up in movies. And Yeah, man, what happened to him? He has a podcast. Hold on. Gilbert Godfrey has a podcast? Yes. That, that's that's the only update I have for you. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would love for you to listen to it for me and tell me what you think. So I'm he because his voice is amazing. It's I mean it's it's I and I a voice of a generation. Like I will always know him if I hear him. Anyway, uh, so the nuns are showing the different art like <laughs> that Junior does in class, saying why he's evil, and I'm like Junior's created art. These are amazing drawings. Like these are like watercolors. So. Gilbert Godfrey is like trying to convince the nuns to keep Junior in there and he comes in apologizing pleading he says a prayer and then he starts laughing when he realizes that he he's trying to get out but Gilbert is fighting to keep him in so he calls him a stupid dick and he starts roasting Gilbert Godfrey just like as a character (laughs) but he's just like he starts mocking him and I'm like wow this kid is iconic Junior, Junior don't care, bro. He can see right through Gilbert's bullshit. Mr. Peabody, wasn't that his name? Yes. Mr. Peabody. He can see right through Mr. Peabody's bullshit. But I also feel like this actor, Michael Oliver, the boy, is literally just like, who of us can say that at seven years old, we got to mock an like, a, iconic comedian? You know what I mean? Like, literally read Gilbert Godfrey for Phil. So <clears throat> Gilbert's like, hey, fine, we'll get him out of here. So then go to the Healy house and the kids are having, they're across the, the street, the neighbors are having a huge party, all these people walking in and they're getting jealous because they're not invited. And that's how he, going back to what I said before, that's how Flo gets convinced to adopt because she'll have, she'll be able to get invited to parties because they're right. Like you don't invite non-kidded parents, like non-parents to kids' parties. Unless there's an adult like drinking but, part of it, you don't do that. Do you see how depressed they are though? They're like looking across the street from the living room, like they're oh, wish that was us. Yeah, they literally like there's no reason they should have been trying to have a kid. Cause when when like the doctor said that she was infertile, infertile, she was like, Wait, I've been having sex with him for the for nothing. And I'm like, baby, that's your husband. <laughs> like, what's up? What's good? So oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm very rude so obviously she's not that happy which comes back again later again great written script so um they she convinces him 
he convinces her. And then this is when I started to realize who I was getting reminded of. And I was like, wow, like I now see, do you guys know Pete Holmes? No, who's that? He's a comedian, but he has a show on HBO called Crashing. And he's kind of like the nice guy comedian. And I was like, this man did bit John Ritter's whole style. Because the way that he talks, like, his, I was like, wow, I started, I started to see. Oh, so anyone, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, he's like the second coming. And I'm not even saying in a bad way. I just think that like this nice guy thing, like he literally sounded like him and they're, they don't look that different either. So, um, but anyway, John Ritter's a goat. So then we go back to the orphanage. <laughs> the kids are all writing pen piles. And so we pass by this one girl who's writing the Queen of England saying, hey, Queen, how are you? Then this black boy is writing Bishop Desmond Tutu. And he says, I hope the marching's going good. And Junior is writing the bowtie killer. I love it. He goes, he's, he's like watching his, reading his newspaper article, like, Hey, you look great in this photo. I just want to let you know I'm getting out of here soon. Like I'm good. So then we go to see where the bowtie killer is in jail and he's running the jail. And I know this because I don't know if maybe it was pre jail racism, but like even the black gang does what he asks for. Hey man, I'm watching eyes. Sometimes the white people be running that shit period and he still has his bow tie on and i'm pretty sure that's not regulation like you can't just have like accessories in jail um he i i this is so random but like one of the i wish i had taken a free, freeze frame of it one of the black gang members in the jail i swore was courtney b vance i was like this man looks familiar <laughs> i was just like oh, is, it too, is it too early for that um so go ahead did you notice who else was in there um <laughs> brandon in the jail yeah no, who else was in the jail? Carrie Von Eric. No, he wasn't. That's the one who gave him the letter. Oh. <laughs> I didn't he? even realize that. A uh, uh, wrestler. Oh, really? Oh, okay, yeah. That. I'm looking at it now. That is him. Yeah. Yep. Iconic. So, um, anyway, yeah, this guy from the army randomly comes to the jail to give him a letter and he snatches it from him and then tells somebody else to read it for him because the nigga can't read. And he's like, it's from JR. And he's reading him the letter Junior just wrote. And he goes, he's crazier than me. And I'm like, I love that. I love that, like, this man thinks that Junior is, like, one-upping him. Um, And then he, the warden starts talking shit. He throws a weight up to the warden <laughs> the warden catches it in the chest falls over the overlook and i'm like oh he just killed the warden i'm just assuming he's dead but nobody I, dies in this movie y'all no one dies despite all the fuck shit that happens all the all of the scene of the um the stunts that are performed <laughs> how did that man throw that weight up there he said <laughs> and he's and, and instead of sidestepping the weight that he saw coming he I'm gonna try takes, to it in it. takes it in the chest no one good and damn well. He ain't did nothing athletic in 20 years. So then we go to Flo and uh, Ben at the adoption agency with Gilbert Godfrey. And they're trying to convince her not to have, she wants a newborn so the neighbors don't talk. And they're like, well, I have a seven-year-old for you. He's great. You love him. He's so special. Um, and, and they convince her by saying like, you can just skip the diapers and go straight to the parties. And she's like, I'll be president of the PTA by September. And that's, that's all they need. Oh boy. Gave them a bad boy contract. <laughs> he, said, he said, look, it's just, it's called a 360. We'll, we'll cover everything for you. Like, no. So he definitely sells them on it. And I love the way he did it. Very great scene. So they bring junior home and when they're, well, they're going to go get junior and 
when they walk up, they're like, oh my God, like, I can't believe it. I'm going to cry. And Junior's like, they look like a couple of yahoos. I'm like, read them, Junior. Um, when they pick him up, uh, he also is like, why does man got all this blue? <laughs> and then tells mm-hmm. uh, little Ben that his favorite color is blue. And when Ben like starts losing his mind, he looks at the nun like, I know what I'm doing. So they drive off and the whole place goes, like there's balloons and confetti <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Them niggas ain't shit, man. They are trash. <laughs> wow. That man been tormenting, tormenting them this whole time. They happy. They yeah. are trash, bro. They happy Junior gone. They're turned up. I, I mean, I just love that the, every kid was cheering. Like, in the whole, they were all in, in unison. Um, they sh- they show up. This man Gilbert Godfrey said that Junior was the orphan of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Two years in a row. And because Junior asked him, like, why would they adopt? And then he goes, that was smart of him. He's like, he's really sold me well. Um, oh, but by the way, did you notice, because it was 91, that John Ritter had a camcorder, put it down around his neck, put it down, then lifted up the camera on his neck and put it down. It had two huge gadgets, gadgets around his neck oh, I'm to record the, the moment. Yeah, it's like old as shit. Okay, so they get into the house and Junior's like, whoa! Like Junior, Junior's been here before, okay? He walked around, this is nice! What you, that's that, what's that velvet? Like he's, and then he sees all these things on the mantle. He goes, I hope you're insured. <laughs> and that's what I said. This man plans his. He knows, like he's aware of the the havoc he's gonna wreak, and he's okay with it. Junior always has the best rooms, by the way. Like yeah. I always get this confused, but like Problem Child too, when he had that bump bed with like all the get like the joysticks and buttons and shit, where he mm-hmm. could play games from his bed. I always wanted that shit when I was a little kid. I was like, that shit looks so fucking cool. Yeah, like his parents were rich. And this bed, this one. Wait, hold on, wait. Don't get to the room yet. Okay. Because I just want to, before we get to the room, I just want to talk about, okay, I want to know if you guys are here with me on this one. I am very progressive. I care about marginalized groups. So there are certain words I no longer say because I know they are offensive. And in this movie, in this next scene, Junior says one of those words. And I screamed laughing when he said it because I was like, I, I miss, I miss. I'm just going to say, I missed the right placement of that word <laughs> when you use it in the right way. So he goes, so like, go ahead, tell him about the room. So, yeah, he go he opens this door <laughs> and it's just, it's like he's three. It's like a million <laughs> clowns, clown, jack in the box. They go, I clowns. hope you like clowns. Would you, do you think you should have checked like before you deck this whole room out and clown right, everything? That room was absurd. His room would probably shot you so much better. They it actually, I think that when they asked him, like, what do you want in your room? This one, it was just like, you're going to like clowns. This like, was disgusting. It was a clown headboard, clown on the wall, clown lamp. He's, he walked in, he said, oh my you, God. You know what I think that was? I think <laughs> that was to show how unsure and not knowing what a parent is supposed to do. Because, you know, he they both, he, well, it's really John Ritter taking care of him. The little right, band is kind of, right, right. he don't know really what to what do. Don't have nothing to do with it. Yeah, so he just kind of like, oh, clowns, I think that's a good idea. He not really realizing the age and all that stuff. So he he had to hold that L on that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, for this sure. Is it was just Nintendo, Super Nintendo's out. Like, you could have done something cool than some clowns. I think they, it's, it's, what you're saying is exactly right. One, two, 
it's it's very much just like such a risky move to go full in on clowns because people either love clowns or are absolutely terrified of clowns. But then three, I'm realizing again, why this is a good movie because clowns show up at the end of the movie somehow. So I do think that like, I get, I get why they did this. But anyway, he walks in and, said, and says to us that he thinks, he's like, wow, they must be R-worded. And I screamed because I was like, Junior's like, who, what's wrong with y'all? Like Junior is, is like the adult in this situation. So he, they call over Big Ben, which big, big mistake, <laughs> worst mistake they could have made. They don't warn him. They, he walks in, they give him the baby Sakar that he got earlier. And he starts to think like, oh, y'all are having a baby. And he goes, you're having a baby for my campaign? Perfect. And they're like- I Knew you were getting fat. What? <laughs> he grabs her waist though. He grabs her waistband and shakes her and says, I saw you was putting on weight. She's so skinny. Like that was terrible. That was terrifying for me. She's slim as hell. Um, and then they're like, no. He's like, oh, you got a surrogate? Okay, great. And then he goes <laughs> in front of his wife. He goes, did you get to pop real time? And he's like- what no like we adopted he goes oh no as loud as can be he's like absolutely not like never <laughs> adopt the parents could have met in the loony bin or they could be democrats or and so they that go was the, the best part because <laughs> i because like, i didn't even remember that part when i saw that flag i knew it that american flag told me everything yeah he's somebody they could be a democrat <laughs> he's no he said he said even worse yeah, he said this is the worst of all the things. They could be axe murderer <laughs> or a Democrat, right? So Junior hears this, and in in 10 seconds, lights a full fire in the room. They come in, the room is full of smoke. They freak right, out. This is the one I can't The greatest, the can't greatest lie in the movie. Oh, my God, it's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I he can't defend Junior on that one. <laughs> I mean, that was extreme because I don't think he thought that through. Like, I think smashing everything would have been one thing. But the, <laughs> but the smart thing about the fire was he could say he didn't do it, but he also got to wreak havoc. So they open the door. It's Smokey. They grab Junior because they're like, oh, my God. They're like, how are you? He's like, Smokey. Um, and then they blame it on the short circuit of one of those demonic clowns they had just in their singing. So then the, the dad walks out and goes, this is a devil take that kid back get i hope you kept the receipt he says so as he's standing above the stairs talking shit about this child who's right there junior sees the cat takes it with one hand in my mind shot puts him and swings the cat right into big ben's face big ben takes the cat to the head falls down the stairs i'm like oh he killed his grandpa. i'm like and i'm like great i'm literally thinking like great move insurance you know i'm like, I'm like inheritance you know, we don't have to worry about this sell of the store, but apparently he's just going to the hospital. Get and rid of that kid. <laughs> he's in the gurney. Jeff would have got rid of Junior, bro. Jeff is fucked up. You would have got rid of him. He would have been number 31. Yeah, he's just, he's literally every time, every time they adjust the gurney, he's like, please let, let him go. Put him back. So, so um, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I, bet, I don't want people to when his grandfather said, oh, my God, it's the devil. And the way he came, y'all telling me you might never have a thought about giving him back? I think that you can't. Not on the first day, no. Ooh, no. That's Junior, rough. By the way, Junior's the most vindictive, one of the most vindictive people. Like, he's way more vindictive. Like, on hindsight, Rashani compares Junior to Kevin McAllister uh, from Home Alone. And I'm Mm-mm. like, Kevin is nowhere near as vindictive as Junior. Like, Kevin's just a dick. 
Junior is getting back at people. He's getting back at people for all the hurt that he's been caused. Yeah. He just does it in such a <sighs> yes and no. extreme. Sometimes Junior be fucking with people to just to fuck with people. People be catching strays. <laughs> That's a fact. But but also like, but I will say that like the junior, I'll say this across the board, never said a bad word to anybody. Okay. The parent might have and learned it from junior, but junior never did it. And so I'm like, these ki- kids are mean to junior. People treat him wrong. Like I can't be mad at him. Kevin McAllister just like should have got emancipated weight after after oh, Home Alone one. He, he should have filed them papers. He was spoiled. He just wanted stuff his way. And he yeah, that, watching Home alone. alone now with older eyes. He was just a brat. That's like, ima- but no, but imagine just leaving a child behind. I said to say, God, me and Chanel are. I said the same thing. I said the same thing. And then coming home and being like, oh, y'all sitting on Junior Dead, man. His parents went to, not only did they leave him behind, not to get too sidetracked, they went to Paris. They didn't go from Chicago to Ohio. And and then they get in the car and just realize they left a suitcase. Yeah. Paris. You had a ticket. You had a ticket that was unclaimed. <laughs> he shouldn't have been acting up that night before. <laughs> they put that man in the attic for no reason. He was, but that's yeah. another review for another. Day. I'm sure you'll get to that. We'll get to that at some point. What? Wait, there was another child. Who's the um? Who? There's a third child in this canon who I saw online. Somebody compared him to. Who is it, guys? Another bad kid from this time period. Yes, it was. It wasn't Kevin McAllister, but it was like, oh, um, oh shit, it wasn't because yeah, it kind of all came at the same time. Oh shit, I don't know who the other person is. Yeah, it's a third one. I just can't remember it right now. I'm just thinking about it because I was looking at it earlier, and somebody was saying like, who's worse, him or blank? And I was trying to figure out who it was, but I don't think it was. It doesn't matter. It'll come to me later. But yes, okay. Um, I just can't believe how bad these reviews are for this movie. Oh, is it Dennis the Menace? Yes. Okay. Thank you. And um, my thing is this: Junior's still number one because mm-hmm. he has charisma. He's a redhead. You know what I mean? We don't talk enough about that. Like he got. Anyway, okay, sorry. So <laughs> we see. Um, okay, so we're at the house. The g- Big Ben is <laughs> on the gurney. He at the hospital. Um, Flo and Ben are kind of arguing about who, like, who to feel worse for. And Junior has Big Ben's wallet, which gotta love a scammer. Okay, so he's like, I hope he'll feel better. What did you just say? You gotta um, love a who? <laughs> I mean. He was talking shit. He paid the price. I- no, 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 no. We ain't talking about none about what you just said. You got to love a scammer. His, he, it, when you scam, okay, think about this. Remember the girl who said, who put on a MAGA hat and said her parents were disowning her because they're black and she's MAGA and she got all this money from GoFundMe from MAGA people and it was a whole, all a lie just to get money. Mm-hmm. I stand by those type of scams. Oh my God. So, because <laughs> they're not scamming me. I'm not in that group. Oh so anyway, um, he has his wallet and he's rich now because this kid ha- and, and I love the other thing about bad kids is bad kids just be having money. Like bad kids be having a drawer where they hide their money. And that just, I really related to that thinking about kids in my life. So um, that night, okay, that night, uh, John is 
so Beck escaped the pr- escapes the prison. The Bowtie Killer's last name Beck, Marty Beck is his name, by killing the um, the therapist. And we find out the warden is alive, but is really mad at him. And then John, oh man, Ben is is in the bed reading How to Be a Great Dad. And did y'all notice how the books changed throughout the movie? <laughs> yeah, it's like every uh, every, every time it got rough, yes. <laughs> you get a new book. So the first book is How to Be a Great Dad. Okay, so then Junior's downstairs going through the drawers and he comes downstairs to give him a nice dad pep talk and uh, they look through the drawers and he's like, you can't go in there, her crochet, her needlepoint. Then I find out it's all these hunky magazines and Junior's like, oh, <laughs> like Junior looks like, I'm telling I ain't see that because clearly Flo's not happy. Um, and then they have like a nice, a nice uh, night where he's like, I love you. I'm going to be your dad forever. And Junior's like, you're going to take me back eventually. That was a that that I did enjoy that scene because it was that scene of I think that was the I think that's where you got Junior at his Most just being honest mm-hmm. like you know you're gonna take me back and I'm okay with that because yeah. that always happens yep. he's kind of like no I got you you know you're gonna rock and it was just that moment of okay you know we had this mm-hmm. nice moment but mm-hmm. of course Junior gonna fuck it up. No, okay. Jun- no, no. Junior yeah. was defending that man in this next scene. Yes. Okay. So first mistake that little Ben made was calling his daddy over before while things were still fresh, letting him get into his head. <laughs> Second thing mistake he made was the next morning, all Junior wants to do is watch his cartoons that he could not watch in the orphanage. And John and uh little Ben want to go hunting. I mean camping. Why would a little seven-year-old want to go camp? He he is not acclimated yet. So they are out on the curb trying to go camping. Flo decides to go shopping instead because this little girl named Lucy and her mama come by to drop off a fruit cake and say like, "Oh, sorry, this all happened," which is I guess just their way of saying like, "Okay, we 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 know you're you're in the scene now because now you're a parent." But Lucy says they didn't have a kid yesterday, and now they have a kid. He's seven. That's gross. To the to his face that's bad parenting and says i don't want to have you at my party and the mom instead of making her apologize just goes all right you don't get cake now and it's like ma'am have her sincerely apologize to this child who y'all don't know what kind of trauma he went to to get here so anyway the, the little girl's telling him he's gross because he wasn't a baby she didn't know him as a baby i don't know what type of shit so um Flo is overjoyed doesn't care about his feelings at all she just wants a new per- a new dress they all all the go- boys go shopping now here's another bit I mean oh my god all she goes shopping the boys go camping a bit that I love is as they're driving down to the campgrounds Junior has a slingshot for no reason and it's just shooting the slingshot out the window and we keep hearing birds just get taken out every time he sling- like every time he slings a shot he hits something and we hear it scream so they go down to the campground. Wait a minute. I just yeah. called this line flow said this parents and crap is really paying off. Yeah, Lord woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jesus. Yep. John was just like, uh, who did I marry? Yeah, he, yeah, he's kind of looking at her sideways, but there's but he caught but he's been looking at her sideways since she said that shit in the fertility office. Like he's True. just looking at her. He's like, wait, what? Um, so the they get there and 
they're going with Roy and his family. And Roy is like, oh, I reserved the campground for you. And it's the place where the dumpster and the and the porta potties are. And I'm like, why would Roy do this to him? So he kind of forces them to go and stay with Roy and his family. And um, you know, uh little Ben is like, isn't this great, Junior? The sky, the trees, Junior's like the toilets. And I'm like, see, Junior's not gonna sit here and pretend with y'all. That's why I like Junior. He's gonna keep it very real. Mm-hmm. This is another flag. This is how you need to know what type of people you're with. They brought a big giant flag with them to the campsite. <laughs> it's an American flag at the campsite. And I just want to, this is my side note. I think it is actually, as I've gotten older and learned more about world politics and what American imperialism, it's very weird to just have flags. Do you, do you ever think about that? Like you're never ever going to just get in the car and drive and accidentally cross the border. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're it's in America. Pride. Yeah. It's pride. But it's weird. It's pride. It's weird. That man was treating Lil Ben like shit. And Jenny was like, all right, I got something for you. I got Listen, something for you. He says that Roy, Junior says that Roy's kids are sharing a brain. And the one on the left has it right now. <laughs> I'm like, yo, he's, he's reading everybody he meets. Okay. And then the kids are sitting around the campfire singing songs. And my thing is like, I'm Junior in this moment. We're not about to sit here and sing, oh, McDonald had a farm. This is boring. He's okay. just like, the orphanage was more fun than this. What are we doing? But why would, when they were singing those songs, Junior kicked that dirt on the fat? Junior didn't give a fuck. So um, they're, okay, so they're all kind of like just being rude because they're like, well, what should we do now? They're like, let's talk those stories. Let's eat some more. Junior goes, let's start a forest fire. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that both of y'all are enjoying the birth of a super villain. This is a super villain is- origin story. Y'all just like yucking it up. Because that's a funny he idea. He didn't like, do it though. Yeah, he might have been serious. He might not oh, have been. He was that, joking. That's he was joking. I don't want to be around people pretending like singing, you know, Father Benjamin and his sons is a good not a good time. Like, what like let's get into some things. So he says that and they go, we're going to tell on you for saying that. And no, they're like, that's bad. He's like, yeah, that's the point. They're like, we're going to tell on you. So he goes, man, fuck y'all. And they're like, just ignore him. Just pretend he's not here. So he pees on the campfire and lets it out. And again, eye for an eye. Okay. Right. You disrespect me. I'm letting this campfire out. Y'all not about to ignore me. Jeff is so mean to this man. <laughs> So mean of Junior. He does not deserve this. Those kids were so rude to him. He just was trying to be friends, and they were annoying as hell, and like super annoying. Like kids are supposed to explore. Okay. And they're just sitting there doing nothing. You're supposed to be going camping, and they just boring as hell. Roy's kids give me Roy's kids give me homeschool vibes. Like it was very, it was very. We do vacation Bible study all day in the house vibes. And he was just like, I do not like these kids. And I think that you know, I think we should talk about how all kids are not friends. Stop making I, your friends hang out. I these am so upset with these kids and in my station in life. I am going to bring a bear to liven up the party. That's right. Oh, you were being, you were saying you wouldn't do that was sarcastic. Cause okay, the bear was a little bit much, but 
Anyway, so they had a car. They were But anyway, so, so you see how y'all brushing these little small things off? <laughs> okay, the bear was egregious. So he go, he gets a steak and go and, and trails a real life bear to the campsite, and it's like you're going to come see all these boring people. Come on, bear, let's do it. And then the kids are just sitting there singing and you know. Jam- chiming along and he takes the stake and throws it right dead into the middle of this campfire circle and the bear comes out you know going crazy all the kids all the girls and excuse me their mom roy's wife go into the station wagon what we forgot to say was that roy when they first got there invites little ben into the tent and says by the way his tent is huge little ben's tent was like puny um and he's like hey like i wanted to congratulate you like this is so awesome too bad you had to go get go to the kid emporium to get a kid but you got one oh well and then he gives him a hat and roy has a hat that says super dad and he gives him just regular dad hat <laughs> what a dick man that man said go to the kids emporium and i was just like oh my god somebody punched this man in the face it's like can y'all stop acting like adoption isn't isn't yeah i didn't like the way that thing. I didn't yeah. like the way they try to paint adoption in this. Adoption movie. is dope, y'all. Kids need a kids need home. So anyway, um, okay. So and I actually think this movie is a great like allegory for how adoption is a process where you have to commit to the kid. But anyway, so they um he Roy is like, hey, don't you think this would be hilarious? I have a really really life like bear suit. I'm going to scare everyone, and I think that is a terrible idea. For so many reasons. Don't scare me to think I'm about to lose my life. Like that's like, take it down. Go. You know what I mean? Like there's notches between this and that. So when the bear shows up, the real life bear shows up, John, uh, John Ritter slash little Ben thinks this is Hank or Roy in the suit. Why I, all these names? Sorry. He thinks it's Roy in the suit. So he starts like, you know, doing patty cake with the bear. He in there joke, yucking it up only to find out it's actually a real bear. And then they freak out. The bear walks away. Junior's in the tree, just watching it all cracking up. So Roy comes in with the actual bear suit. Little Ben gets brave, knocks him out with the frying pan. And then when Roy takes his head off, we realize like, oh shit, this, the second bear wasn't a real bear. You get the bit and Junior's in the tree laughing his ass off. Being a super villain. It's like my plan is coming together. (laughs) He is just laughing. And John is like, oh shit, my dad was right. That's how he's looking up there. Is he a villain or is he an anti-hero? He is not an anti-hero. He's an anti-hero. Yes. Thank he is. you. Thank you. Thank he's the, you. Yes, he's the Punisher. Tomato, tomato, tomato. He is the Punisher. Junior Wait. is the Punisher. Somebody called Derek. I need reinforcements immediately. Derek, look, Derek, Derek could have been here, and Derek left you hanging because he's not that convicted to his. You know what I mean? His convictions aren't strong enough. No, he said all he needed to say, and I absolutely agree with him. He's anyway. the Punisher, and he's just punishing mm-hmm. people for their fucked up shit mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. He's. Uh, I would give him. He's. Very Deadpool to me. Do you understand? Y'all just said you both just said okay, yeah, the bear thing was a little bit too much, but no, I didn't say the bear thing was too much. I said I they did. had a car, they had I, safety. I mean, who of us by the way, Junior got that bear by himself. So if Junior is if Junior is capable enough yes. to lure a bear there, yes. then they should be capable enough to do something with it. <laughs> Junior is talented. Like, okay, come come back to this. Junior made them amazing drawings. They were mad about the subject matter, but those were really great drawings. 
So when <laughs> little Ben is looking up at him in a tree, it dawns on him. He's like, holy shit, this is not good. So then we see him at the kitchen, at the table <laughs> in the morning, reading a book that says how to <laughs> discipline a child. So the book has evolved. And what's her name is already, <clears throat> she's already, Flo is already on one. And she's like, just lock him in his room all night. And I'm like, ma'am, what? And then he's like saying, like, okay, we have to positive reinforce him. We can't give up this early. It's like, it's too soon. And then the parrot comes in, the parrot who only knew how to say hello is now saying like, dickhead or, you know, up yours. And he's like, she's like, see? And I'm like, that's just a, a gag. You can't be mad at this boy for that. A lot of people fuck with parrots like that. Adults do that shit. You know that adults love hearing kids cuss. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, every time we say something, I'm like Jeff. No, because I'm seeing this man, <laughs> I'm seeing this man, this devil outfit, and y'all just oh, my oh you're goodness. no way, slow down, slow down. Okay, so anyway, they finally get to this party, um, that the little girl had that she almost didn't invite Junior to, and you know, kind of self-fulfilling prophecy so um he gets to the party and it's a costume party and i don't know if y'all noticed this but um one of the kids walked in with a little like a little native uh get up and i was like this is a sign of the times these costumes are not okay so junior comes in with his devil costume and his iconic like mustache and and little like you know chin strap drawn on he looks great and he still has a bow tie on and He's in character because he starts popping balloons with his little like triton thing. What do you mean he's in character? He's pretend he's the devil with the costume party. How do you what know? Do you what mean he he's in character? He's being junior. Okay, well, this is kind of you're taking it far. He's a seven year old kid. See, that's the so- problem. That's the problem right there. <laughs> we are excusing all this behavior because he's a seven year old kid. Yeah. I got you. Don't you know that white kids get to make a lot of mistakes before we get to judge them? Oh, I'm glad somebody said it. This is a whole different movie. <laughs> yeah, this is a whole different movie. Anyway, so uh, Lucy, he's just in the room. He's never seen presents before, right? He's just looking around like, oh my God, this girl has too many presents. You know how rich kids are. So, or rich parties are like, it's just, it's just a lot of consumption. So he starts just looking at him. He don't do nothing crazy. She comes in, Lucy comes in like, no, don't touch my presents. You're going to break it. I hate you. And also you can't see the magician. And also, and her friends come in, she's like, he's adopted her like ew you're not a real kid like they just bully him that's it that's bullying because he's just standing there he didn't say none of nobody all he did was say I just was looking you know so they basically treat him like shit and then they run out and then and then the little girl Lucy is is definitely the main villain because in his face she's laughing she's like, <laughs> like she's She's acting like this is the best magician ever at a kid's party in the universe. Like, she's losing it. So he said... She told that man he had to stay inside and look through the window. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. That was some wild shit right there. That was so... <laughs> and then the kid's telling him he's not a real kid because I'm like, y'all are... Y'all have never heard of this concept of adoption, huh? So John Ritter comes in. Great dad, by the way, because he, he knows he's excluded because Junior's acting like he just doesn't want to do it but he's like oh no so he gives him this dried prune that his grandfather gave him as a symbol of like a bond like like he passes it down and he says can you hold on to it this is my bond with you but that moment gets moment gets ruined because Flo comes in and try to like schmooze with another couple so junior goes you like magic i got some magic of my own and then begins one of the 
like I will love this idea of this movie with no parents like just these kids interacting because these are some rich characters we have so Junior starts to wreak havoc on her party he puts a frog in the punch he puts pickles in the pinata amazing idea he cuts a pigtail gotta have that gag in there he makes somebody pin the tail on a mother and then he throws all her presents in the pool but the most diabolical part he did I think well the pickles was pretty good he puts dynamite candles on the cake and then the cake blows up when she goes when you think about it nobody notices candles look different like that's on y'all oh and he brings the sprinklers up to her room to ruin her room and I'm like so you tell me all these people in this house nobody saw this that's on, that's on them that's on the parents at this point so uh when the cake blows up he goes perhaps it was one step too far and they get home and they're just like flowing um little bit are so embarrassed so flo tells john to spank junior with the brush and be a man and i'm like wait what so he goes in to spank him and junior's junior's so good he's praying for forgiveness and he knows his dad is coming in um and Healy instead, he, or now my notes are all over the place, but so again, Ben's last name is Healy. So Ben, Mr. Healy, he comes in and instead of whooping him, he goes, I need that dollar allowance. I need back. Like I gave it to you. I need it back. <laughs> this is the best part. And he goes, the whole buck. He's like, yep, give it back. And he goes into a drawer where he has hundreds of dollars secreted <laughs> away. And gives the dollar he got more money from Big Ben than Little Ben. <laughs> so <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. And then uh, that's what I'm saying. I love bad kids who just have hundreds of dollars for no reason. So um the and then I I just did y'all notice every time we saw the room, it was getting worse and worse. Like the room has graffiti on the walls now. Like it's just so ridiculous. Like the room is no longer nice. Um John tells him to go to sleep and I hope you learned your lesson. And Junior's like, wait a minute, it's just getting nice. Like, what the fuck is it? What? Like it's just really getting to him that the dad might not give up on him. Listen, I'm going to say this right now. Reverse racism is not real. It does not exist. Uh-huh. However, if Junior was black, people would be thinking way differently of Junior. They would not they would not call him a menace. And he could have a lot less shit have happened to him and people would have had more sympathy for him. But they but Junior, you know, Junior got they say he got taken back 31 times. 31 times he's like eight bruh that man has been through some shit that little yeah. boy's been through some shit he all kind of attachment shit. issues so if junior was i'm I, i'm i'm just saying if junior was black people would have been like you know he's a troubled kid he's just lashing out he needs someone to take mm-hmm. a take a care of him and you know take a liking to him and show him some love and some respect and and there wouldn't be He's the devil reincarnated, which is what he what other, what people say about. Him. Just had to get that out there. Junior Junior is getting the treatment of like when girls start to stand up for themselves. He's getting the oh you're a bitch treatment, you know. Like people just don't know how to handle certain behavior types, and they like to label it, you know. And I love him for you know. You know what? I, I love y'all for really riding for Junior. I really appreciate mm-hmm. the effort. Oh yeah, this that y'all is are going to We're to ride this for story. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. so um okay basically so ba- so you know they're at this point characters are clear they're bonding they're kind of getting to the end of their rope 
uh, you don't know how much further it's going to go. So then we snap to Beck, who, again, the serial killer who's gotten out, and he escapes from the police by putting a circus poster over his face. <laughs> the most conspicuous. If I see a nigga walking out in front of the police with a poster over his head, I'm going to pull him over for no reason. So, but the, but again, circus is foreshadowing. Love that for the for the writers. <laughs> but this man was killing them smiley pies, though. <laughs> so I haven't had one in 15 years, and I'm glad he said that because I was like, is this Junior's daddy? Like who? Like why is he loved him so much? I'm thinking like that's what's going to come back around, but he's just a serial killer he loved. Um, yeah, so he he eats these smiley pies in a very micro riches way, and then we cut to another baseball game. It's Founders Day for Cold River. Big Ben is talking his shit. He wants him to vote for him for mayor. Um, they have a tie. They need a pinch hitter, and Junior, who's never swung a bat, gets to just so get thrown into it. And <laughs> Ben is like, you know, I'm proud of you no matter what, which is the perfect thing to say as a parent because he's like, look, you, we got to jump you in. You just got to go play. Why are the other kids talking shit about little They're bit? so rude. So the catcher is in his ear like, what is up, little girl? I like your little bow tie. Are you selling girls, Girl Scout cookies? I'm like, this is hardcore shit talking for these a, a, a little league game, you know? They call and his dad a loser. Yeah, they, I, I they didn't get where all this was coming from. They're like, oh, you, oh, your dad is a dork who buys ice cream from everyone. I'm like, you mean the amazing guy? Right. I'm like, yo, he dope. What are you talking who about? Who spends his budget on the ice cream and Big Ben don't spend nothing on y'all but pictures of himself. So anyway, um, they start making fun of him and he starts to defend his dad. He's like, no, like you cannot talk about my dad like that. He's not a dork. But also, I love that he says the guy I'm staying with. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's not claiming him yet. So. He swings the bat on the second the second ball and finds out that uh, and he lets go of it. The bat flies and his dad is like, hold on to the bat. And Junior goes, great idea. It so, crushes, hold on, it crushes oh, Big yes. Ben's car. And which his is windshield, great. yep. Everything Big Ben gets, he deserves. Because nobody what? else is going to stand up to him. Nobody else is going to stand up to him, Jeff. I stand on that. His, his son never would have said it because he'd be scared that he might change his mind last minute and put him in the will or whatever. The wife is happy to use the family money. She's never going to tell him to stop talking about him. There's no, you know, Mrs. Ben to speak of. So nobody would sit up to him but Junior. Listen, Big Ben almost had his neck broke. I think he's had enough. <laughs> you would think so. He didn't have his near death experience. His near death experience didn't make him a better person. Yeah, he yeah. gave him ten dollars. Go put. He a gives a child at a kid's party bumper stickers and says, "Give this <laughs> to your friends to put on their bikes." <laughs> and Junior says, "Give me ten dollars for it," and he throws them out and pockets the money. And I'm like, business. That the this is the backstabbing he wanted, ain't it? Mm-hmm. He should. Yeah, he, yeah, Junior's he a son he never had. Yeah, him and Junior could have been tight. That's what I'm saying. So, um, oh, and while he's swinging and missing, Big Ben tells Little Ben, if I didn't know any better, this could be your real son. And I'm like, you're an ass. (laughs) So he says, okay, great. I'll hold on to the bat. So he hits the ball. He finally connects to it. He gets to first base. Everybody's like, drop the bat, Junior. He's like, nope. The ball is coming to the first baseman. He hits the ball back into the batter, the, the pitcher's chest. Okay. Knocks the first base, butts the, se- the first baseman with the back of the bat, gets the second base, 
knocks like the the hat and the glove off the hand of the second baseman. By the time he rounds third, everyone, including his teammates, are running from him. Like everybody's out of here, like just knowing that he's knocking niggas out. He gets to home plate, and the the catcher is like, "I got something for you." And he slides into home and puts the bat up and knocks him out in the balls. Junior is like the 1994 New York Knicks. He just, he's not trying to score. He's about sending that message. And he had to send a message to the other team. He's the enforcer. And, and again, I want to say two things. One, he, he does that and then starts going touchdown, 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 which um, I love a a kid who's just hard as anybody doesn't know what he's doing. Two (laughs) is, what better way to teach people how you, how you deserve to be treated than to tell them right then and there that they fucked up, how they talk to you. Don't wait. Don't think on it. Don't go home and process your feelings. Let them know right then and there. If you talk shit, I'm knocking y'all out. That's right. Them kids will never talk shit to a kid they never seen before again. They, they have to earn respect the hard way. Listen. <laughs> Little bit is like, what the fuck is oh, yeah. that? So, yeah, it zooms in the- on him. Yeah. <laughs> He says he goes to talk to a priest. No, he says we've adopted Satan. Like he's kind of it's starting to hit him. He's like, holy shit. So yes, they take him straight to church. The nice boy from the, oh, there's this boy who came up earlier who like had like a perfect um dad moment. He happened to be named Hank, which is the name that little Ben like. And we see this little boy, of course, he's an altar boy, he's perfect. And he starts talking about how great his dad is. And he goes, Blow it out your ass, kid, and keeps walking. And I'm like, see, little Ben, I like that about you. Like, you gotta have you gotta get let loose a little bit too. So Junior runs from Flo and hides in a confessional, and then Little Ben comes in and confesses that he's failed this kid. Everyone hates the kid but him, but the kid clearly hates Little Ben, so he's going to take him back to the orphanage, and Junior's like, oh, shit, I went too far. So um, they go back to the, or- they go back to Gilbert Gottfried and try to get him to take the kid back, which, wow. Um, and Gilbert Gottfried says, bad parents make bad children. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's true and she goes am i a bad parent just because i hate my son and i'm just like this actress is going off but also hate flow um then he realized that's when he finally lets it out this is the 30 this will be the 31st time someone's returned him and flow's like well i guess so and and little ben is like wait a minute this is what's wrong with the world we can't give up on him we gotta when he's bad we gotta love him even harder when he's worse until one day he's gonna crack and say hey these folks really do love me they ain't gonna quit on me i don't have to be bad no more and i can be president of the united states and i was like huh like you lost me at that very like why you do got to have a certain economic stature to adopt junior because he's gonna cost you some money so you're gonna have to know that going in (laughs) for sure but i'm just like this is back when like every kid aspired to be president remember those days um now you're like y'all couldn't pay me enough um so Flo says junior's gonna be a convict before he's in third grade and junior's in the car crying and uh, little Ben's like, please open the door. He's like, no, you're going to take me back, which I wouldn't trust either. I'd be like, no, you want me to open the door so you can drag me out of here? I'm not getting out this car. So then he starts the car and Flo's like, you idiot, you moron, you left the keys in the car. So Junior starts driving the car, but he's so small. Gilbert Godfrey was right, bad parents. So he's hanging by the wheel with his feet working the brakes and the stick. And <laughs> 
Junior was whipping that bitch. Too. <laughs> and, and, so, and little bit goes, oh my God, look at you. You're handling this so well in practice. <laughs> like he feels he feels so bad that he almost took a back that he's like giving him a uh like he's like giving him an attaboy for stealing the car and he starts trying to direct him well in he ends up on the trunk of the car and he's we realize the junior's been driving over the sidewalk and goes into oncoming traffic and so little ben has to tell him which way to steer so they don't die somehow he goes all the way from the orphanage to the fucking sporting goods store and crashes through the front of it this is how I know Jeff. This is how Jeff is full of shit. He up here defending Big Ben. This man, Big Ben, is rich, owns a sporting goods store, but instead of making an insurance claim, he wipes out his son's entire savings and bank account to pay for the damage. He is the worst. He is the worst person. The literal here. worst. And also, like, I'm not saying it wasn't a lot, but he broke what, like, a display case. That's annoying. Maybe you have to pay for hours of cleanup. Maybe maybe he's paying for the shutdown of the store while you clean it up. But that wasn't no hundred thousand. I mean, house. You got a point, but both things can be true, right? But he he also didn't even discuss it with him. Like he wasn't even like, listen, you got to pay. He just took the money out of his account. Um, I just wanted to point out though that like little Ben should be deceased. Okay, all that glass fell on him. There's no way he pops up like, oh, Junior, are you okay? I'm like, everyone should be dead here. Um, so then <laughs> he's at home and little Ben is reading the exorcist. <laughs> that's that's yeah. like the evolution yeah. of the books. Um, that's when we find out that his money's gone. The accountant calls, he stands over junior while he's sleeping with the home sweet home pillow, clearly about to smother this child. So he is snapped. And I love that he like, kind of is like, he's playing that character very well. And and now that I think about it, he's it's a it's all a shining reference. This next little sequence, but the out uh, the inside of the room is absolutely trash, and we hear a car pull up, and it's the serial killer. The bow tie killer has found Junior. I guess he gave him his address. Junior goes downstairs, jumps in front of them, and says, "Please, this is private business," and answers the door. Does anybody notice that the front door is broken? I just noticed it now that you said it. What happened? I don't remember what happened, but they just their little glass door is just shattered. You know what um, happened, Junior. Yes, I guess I just wanted to see that scene. Um, so Beck is like, I'm looking for a kid, for a man. He's big and bad like me. And Junior's like, It's me. I've been the one writing. He's like, Wait, I just think I drove a thousand miles to hang out with a seven year old. So Junior is brings a serial killer into their home, but introduces him as Uncle Marty. And this in flow fucking fucks a serial killer. <laughs> In the kitchen, when her husband and adopted son's right in the other I mean, room. you know, I understand my man had knees. He wanted them yams. You know what I mean? He wanted we them yams. It. Yes! We brought the yams. Wait, drop confetti and do the, the yams <laughs> alert. That's what you need in your... You need to have a yams <laughs> alert, Jeff. Um, yes, oh, but hold on. Side note, did y'all notice that when he walked in, Junior starts telling how much everything costs? Yes. Like, Welcome the TV by one thousand. The serial system two thousand. Oh, you can you can get you know what I mean. You can get something for that. I'm like he he's like yo, we're gang. Like I'm here with you. So, but I also think it's like him internalizing what people have said about him. Like you're gonna be terrible. You're a bad kid. He says fine. I'll learn how to be a serial killer. So, Hold up. Flo and John Ritter were married in real life. Oh really? really? That's wild. I was just That's looking great. it up. Oh, I love that. But because that reminds me of how do you guys watch Always Sunny? I, I haven't seen it in a long time. Okay, I've seen every episode. 
fucking love it. Um, the D, who is the blonde main character, and then Mac, who is like the gay, closeted gay character. Um, they always make fun of D. Like they talk, call her a bird. They tell her she's not sexy, but they're actually married in real life and met through the show. And then um, uh, Charlie Day, his Charlie in the show is obsessed with this woman for like seasons of the show called The Waitress. We never find her name. That's his wife in real life. And I just love when real life married couples act like they hate each other on TV. Like that's my favorite. <laughs> like Ben Stiller and his wife in Dodgeball. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah I love it. Wife. I love that. I love that. Um, So uh, we are basically, yes, like you said, jumping ahead. So they go to dinner. The uh, Flo's trying to get convince Uncle Marty to take him. Um, Little Ben is sitting there mumbling like he's completely lost it. Uh, we see them go into the kitchen. Beck kisses her because he, she's not really flirting, but he takes his flirting. So at first it's very like, oh my God, he just kissed her. But she starts kissing him back. And he says he hasn't touched a woman in 15 years. For some reason that makes her excited. I, I don't know why. And then he's like, wait, oh, you what? You know why? I, but you I don't know why that makes her excited. No, I don't. Because I would that not. That man has been pent up for 15 years. Which yeah. means. The thrill is be... gone. The thrill is gone with her and um, Little B. Right. He's about to unleash on you. Fam, we're going to be done in 22 minutes and 45 seconds. You're not equipped. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, we're, this is not going to be. The idea of this is great. The, re, the, the follow through is going to disappoint both of us. So. Anyway, she start, he starts kissing her, and then she gets into it, and he's like, wait, what? And then we hear him screaming, <laughs> which, question mark, question mark. Like, he's kind of not that into it for what we hear outside, but they don't care. So the next morning, um, little Ben walks up. He's still a zombie. There's a ransom note on the wall saying, for $100,000, I have your wife and your kid. And he sees it. He sees a newspaper that tells him the bowtie killer was in his house. He keeps getting his coffee. He shrugs it off. So then we see him, uh, well, I'm skipping around, but then he starts jumping around the house saying, like, you could keep him. He's like, good riddance. And that's the first time I was like, good for you. He you was he, he was really talking about flow. <laughs> yeah, he was like, all y'all can get the, what? But Junior, he was at the end of his rope with Junior too. So then we see Junior in the car with a uh, bowtie killer and he has a, a suitcase full of toy weapons, but was serious about using them. He was like, we got dynamite, we got grenades. Um, but Marty says, <laughs> which is hilarious. Marty says, I work alone, kid. He's like, wait, what? And then we see Flo pop up. She's tied up in the back seat, And she goes, I thought this was our honeymoon. You called me kumquat. And he's like, it is our honeymoon. Now shut up. So they start arguing and I'm like, honey, Flow, what? See, clearly, like, he put it on Flow. Uh-huh. She's married to dude. Overnight, y'all. Anyway, so then he, she's, they start fighting. He's like, shut up. She's like, tell, make me shut up. So he literally puts her into a suitcase and puts her in the trunk, which this is when the movie was stretching reality, but okay. So that we, was extreme. It was very extreme, but I, okay, I get it. So, um, so oh he, wait side note she she called he calls her a moron she goes i'm not a moron i went to radcliffe do y'all know what radcliffe is well, I'm assuming it's, it's, the, it's the women's college that got absorbed into harvard so like oh. yeah she's fancy um okay so he this is my favorite one of my favorite parts we see there's 
there's just a hole in the wall in Junior's door. And we see um, little Ben come up. He goes, he is daddy. And he gets in. He's throwing stuff out the window. And then he finds Junior's art. And it shows him showing, like, Big Ben is a three-headed monster. Then he shows Mrs. Healy. And it's her screaming. But then it shows Mr. Healy. It shows little Ben. And he looks really nice. And then we see the dried prune that he gave him. He's like, wait a minute. He doesn't hate me. And, um again the room there's there's like graffiti on the wall I just cannot deal with how hilarious his room is looking so Ben pulls up to the sports store to ask his dad for ransom money but Big Ben is in the middle of about to do like a live um tv news spot for his campaign and when he won't give him the money Ben quits as his son which good for Ben Ben finally starts to stand up for himself they then he gets his dad he flips the camera on which lol it's a flip on this it's a switch on the side of the camera and says tell us how you really feel and gets his dad to tell the whole everybody all over the world that he would sell his soul to the japanese if they make him an offer and then he says you know what you're going to get from me he turns around shows us some american flag draws and then shows his booty on national <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> they set him the they he went off but my thing is bro when the camera's around live or not live keep calm you know what i'm saying don't moon somebody two minutes before you're supposed to go live on tv am i wrong big ben has something to say yeah he let it out and i was like great so big ben jeff i finally feel like big ben has been repaid for everything he did to, to little ben i do yeah he um big ben is all right he just treated his son a little, 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 little bit too just, much. Like that, that town just didn't need him like to be the mayor, and he was about to be the mayor because he had so much money for his campaign. I'm just, I just feel like that town got saved. Um, John's driving. John gets home. Um, and oh yeah, he drives all over his own grass, knocks into his own house to answer the phone, jumps through the broken door window, um, answers the call. They say we're gonna meet at the circus and do the trade. I'll give you back your kid. He doesn't negotiate for flow, by the way, just a kid. Then he goes over to get um Roy's car, which I don't know why he why did he need Roy's car? Um I don't know. I think that was just the closest car. <laughs> He, stole he drove Roy's up car. in a car, but he drove up anyway. Yeah, so he steals Roy's car. He drives off. Roy's like, bring it back. So he backs up. He's like, see, I thought, uh, and then he takes the super dad hat from Roy and drives off again. And then disrespectfully, for no reason, drives over the neighbor's flowers. Like goes out of his way to ruin the neighbor's yard. And, and I'm like, he's just really letting it all out. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. This man is walking around with Julia eating smiley pies. <laughs> Yes, like they're they're at the they're at now they're at the circus. They're having a great time. Um, Bex doesn't like clowns, so he just punches one. Like they just add that in for no reason. Flo's still in the trunk, and then Junior's like, "Oh, we're at the circus. Let's go see the bearded lady." He goes, "No, I've seen too many of them in prison." Which, what? <laughs> oh, okay. I, for- yeah, I got him. I had to think about that for a minute. I still don't think I fully get it. Um, he, they get to the point where they're going to trade, and Beck is like, "Toss the money, I release Junior." They count to three. I don't know if I don't know if this is dollar bills in here or magazine clippings, but he brings a bag of money, and um, then 
he as they trade the money he actually pulls junior back and little ben is like no give me my son like i want my son and he goes junior doesn't even want to go with you then he gets down and says junior let's go on a crime spree let's terrorize the state let's eat all the smiley pies until we drop he said let's have kicks kid which is like his catchphrase and junior goes kicks great idea and kicks him in the balls and runs off so they take off because he wants his money so he's chasing them they go through the circus they do a whole bit where like um, Ben tries to shoot him with a gun that he finds. It's like the gun that says bang on it, which I'm like, Ben, you was about to shoot my nigga in the back? Wait, what? Like that was escalation. I mean, he is a serial killer. You got to, you know. Oh, he would have got a reward. You're right. You got to um, do what you got to do. Junior knocks over the, knocks the dogs off the dominoes that they're climbing on, which hilarious. Climbs the trapeze ladder. Beck is right behind him. So they kind of ruin the show. But like the trapeze artist help junior get to the other side but then when beck gets on the letter uh, on the trapeze swing thing that he lets it loose and he falls into the tiger pit and then um the junior ca- uh, little ben catches junior flying on the trapeze thing he goes you okay he goes i'm fine dad he goes you call me dad and i'm like this is not the time but also it's very cute and um they're like he's getting away so now they're chasing him which i don't know why like i would have just been like well okay well i guess we saved ourselves from the serial killer um they're chasing after him and this is one of my favorite this is my favorite part because junior goes to us he goes there's nothing like going for an outing with your father <laughs> and I'm like this is what junior wanted to be doing he's like cartoons or this chasing a serial killer who just wronged both of us and junior founds a rifle in the back seat because it was what's that man's name roy's car and they're about to go hunting oh no Yes. Okay. Sorry about that glitch, y'all. So, uh, but we're we're at the the final scene. So they start chasing. Um, Junior's finally getting what he needs, which is some quality time. They find the rifle in the back of the car. It's Roy's rifle because he was going to go hunting, and he grabs a gun. <laughs> and little Ben is like, "Can you please put that gun down?" He goes, "But you can't drive and shoot at the same time." And he's like, "Well, what do we do?" And Junior says, "I got an idea." And Whatever you thought they were about to do, what they instead choose to do is Junior decides to drive while little Ben shoots out the top of the car, which is hilarious. He's like, faster, Junior, you got this. So he's literally letting his seven-year-old son drive without being able to see so he can shoot out the um, the station wagon that uh, the bowtie killer is driving. Flo, who's- He is a horrible shot, by the way, to have, you know his daddy go hunting. Well, right, you know he's that. a terrible shot, but also kind of well. I guess at first, well, no, remember shot. his dad never took him hunting. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah, you. that's true. So, but but his shots do end up perfect though, because the first shot hits the trunk, flies open, and then the suitcase flies out of the station wagon and lands on top of the car next to them. He realizes Flo is in the suitcase. She hears him and goes, "Ben, I want a divorce." He goes, "Shut up, Flo." And I'm like, "Okay." So then the second shot hits the back of the um, the car and then the bullseye killer starts swerving and then the third shot hits the tire. Um, when that happens, they run into the back of the car flips, the them chasing, they run into the back and then the suitcase goes flying into randomly off of the overpass into a, like a trailer that's dragging pigs and hay and she lands with the pigs and Flo takes off and 
uh, because of everything stopped, they get out the car, they run and look and see if Flo's okay. And they see she's on the truck and, and Ben goes, she always wanted to travel, which worst line in the whole film. I think like, I was like, y'all could have kept that. She was in a truck with some pigs. That's how they <laughs> feel about her. Jesus. Ultimately. That's ultimately how they feel about nose. her. I love, though, I love how nobody gets away with it in this movie. Nobody gets away with anything they did. Uh, Beck gets to, so the police show up immediately, um, but Beck gets a gun from the cops. Because remember how the cops in the 80s used to just be like, Here, like here's my hip first, and you guys, you know, they're just like, they have no, <laughs> no self-defense skills. Um, he gets a gun, tries to shoot Junior, which not above him he's serial killer and but little ben jumps in front of him um he's laying on the ground junior's like daddy please don't go i promise i'll never do anything naughty again i love you and little ben goes i love you too son he's like i don't believe it and we find out that like his dad's campaign button but also that old prune took the bullet and saved the prune. His that shit was so corny it was very corny, but you gotta love when somebody does not die when they get shot in the chest. Um, and he goes, You're not gonna hold immediately, goes, You're not gonna hold me to all that I just said, are you? <laughs> because I like, he was like, I said I was gonna be nice, like, please don't make me. And his dumb ass goes, Junior, I just want you to be yourself. And Junior says to him, Some people never learn. Oh boy. <laughs> And then they hug. Junior says, wait, one second, takes the bow tie off and throws it. And it spins 12 times in the air. Um, like in this, it's like this like beautiful shot. And we hear Junior asks us and says, Why does this guy love me? Why do parents love any kid? Why is the sky blue? How far is up? Whatever happened to Mrs. Healy? And then the last shot is a pig, a pig and the pig's balls, I guess, backing up to take a shit on her suitcase. And that's the end. Perfect film. I ain't going that far. Relax. This is my slow <laughs> clap. That was a great. I mean, it was so silly. It was funny. There were points where I laughed. Um, the characters were fleshed out. I'm like, what else can we ask for here? We can ask for a lot, but Problem <laughs> Child was a cute movie that I think aged fairly well it did i'm surprised i mean for what they were the story they were trying to say like i said i think this movie told a big story about like adoption and loving a Mm -hmm. child and them not you know being blood but still you know having that love for a child so i think i enjoyed that um the character of junior we can agree to disagree on that and some things y'all are absolutely right on I'm just gonna say some things I believe I'm absolutely right on because okay. that bear thing just the bear thing was egregious. I agree. That I was would, insane. I do think though that like we really haven't ever like it's gotten better, but as a country at least, we don't necessarily talk enough about adoption. So I do love seeing this again and thinking about like this idea that parents really do have these these like ideas about adoption and what a kid's going to be like and it really is life-changing for these kids you know and so I really did like having uh you know little Ben be this example of a father who like you like you have to just keep not giving up um so I really I think it's like it's low-key heartwarming you know nobody dies and like I said junior junior called like 
Gilbert Godfrey a stupid dick. But outside of that, like he didn't, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't out here calling motherfuckers and all, like he wasn't that bad. No, he wasn't I, that bad. I really see about that. He wasn't that, but like he bad is bad. He, he was he deserved a little bit of punishment, but he was not the devil. A little bit of punishment. A little bit of punishment. I think he 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 just needed stability because at some point he was like he just started to expect that he was gonna get kicked out. So he got his first. And I think that that you know that impatience with other people comes from not feeling like you'll be around long enough for people to change. That's true. I, I I will agree with that, but I will also agree with Big Ben. Oh my God, it's the devil! <laughs> I mean, he did. In hindsight, yeah, he walked through a smoke-filled room and was completely okay and had red head. He was like, "Yes, it's me." I hope you kept the receipt. <laughs> yeah, Big Ben was rude. Now, so I do think you know, I do think still the villain. All the kids were very villainous. Big Ben after that, and then I think Flo was like Flo. I almost could get with her in a different movie, but they made her. A little oh my god, she was horrible. She was horrible, and they absolutely set the stage like even prior to before getting Junior because she was just like the whole sex thing. Like oh, we've been having sex for no reason. Yeah, yeah, no, they definitely <laughs> shouldn't be together. I think um, you know, I love in my mind there's a spinoff where it's like uh, where it's two and a half men, but like just just. You know, little Ben and and Junior. I know she's in the second movie, but I don't remember why. Well, yeah, when they try to, they were trying to get back together, weren't it? I don't remember the second. Oh no, was she trying to get with Big Ben? It was something weird. That would make more sense. Cut out the middle man, right? I think it was something like that. Well, I I won't be visiting it because I want to keep. I love my experience with Problem Child One. I don't want to go back and be like, oh, two made one worse. One was good. You smart. That's good. I like that. Don't, don't. If you feel like this is going to high, don't not don't go watch the it. sequels. I don't want to break sequels it. will let you down. So here's a question. Is uh, this movie bad meaning bad or bad meaning good? I think you already know my answer, Brandon. Oh, this is bad meaning good. F's. I mean, oh god! I think we made a strong case, Jeff. What's your final? This movie is bad, meaning good. That's right. Yes, we yes. clinched it because I'm trying to look beyond Junior and look at the story they were telling, and it makes you think about how people just how people are when they treat you know, oh, you're adopted, oh, you're different, oh, you know, and I think they told right. a great story. Everybody doesn't have to be the same. It was light. It wasn't nothing. I don't think the movie was like mean. And I think that's one good thing about that time period for movies right. like that. They won't mean spirited. It was more like light, lighthearted. And, you know, of course, you had like your raunchy comedies, but something like this was like, oh, no, everybody can go see this. And it's an right. easy story to digest. So I think that's what they did. Right. By not making Junior too raunchy, they made him defensible. He wasn't all sex crazed. He wasn't t- talking to people crazy and hurting no ladies for no reason. Like he every you saw the you saw it. You know what I mean? And I think that was a very yeah. smart move in their part. And then the movie was PG. So I think that helped too. So he didn't swear too much. So anyway, yes, I think those those things are, you know, kudos to them for that foresight. Because if he had been a little bit off, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have liked them. Um wow. 
so that was a great I had a great time watching this show for my childhood thank you Brandon and Jeff for joining me uh Jeff rem, this is your show but <laughs> remind not, this is they, your show this well, is I'm not saying, my show like, but it's your feed so just remind people where they can find you real quick uh if you don't know this is your first episode you're listening to you can find me at uh Jeff versus world on Twitter uh the real Jeff versus the world on Instagram. If you want to make it easy for yourself, just go to Jeff versus the world podcast.com. You can find all the episodes there. Bad meaning bad, bad meaning good there. Uh, I'm not Dave wrestling podcast and hood classics. All of that is on there. Uh, look out Tuesday. We will be revisiting Hobbs and Shaw and I will have my first article up on the website. So yeah, that's it for me. Hobbs and Shaw is a good one. Brandon, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, that cool black nerd be okay. Although I might change that soon. I don't know. Um, and uh, you can find me on a bunch of different podcasts, Hindsight Movie Reviews Podcast, Return to Oswald Podcast, and then my main podcast I've been doing for about five years, the Why So Serious Podcast, which we just came back from hiatus for a two-month break. So that new episode will probably be out by the time you hear this. So check that out as well. Yes, both of these men are exceptional podcasters. Please check them out. I am Chanel Creating, just happen to be the host of this particular episode because Problem Child is my one of my favorites. You can find me at ChanelCreating.com, across all the socials at Chanel, C-H-A-N-E-L, Creating. And um, you can really mostly find me on Bad Meaning Bad or Bad Meaning Good. Um, I've also been on Hindsight Movie Reviews, and I am going to be on an upcoming episode of Jeff Versus World Podcast Hood, slash Hood Classics that I just did with Jay Giles and... Um, yeah, I'm I'm really on Jeff's feeds right now because I am on a long-term hiatus right now from shows, but I keep saying it. I'm working my way up to getting my show, um, get, start launching a new show. So hopefully I'll be planning to do that before the end of the year. So this has been Bad Meaning Bad or Bad Meaning Good. As you knew from my tone from the beginning, we are we. this is a fixed game. We knew it was going to be Bad Meaning Good because we love this film. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace.